Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers. Welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what is popping in the culture. And I'm thrilled today to have Jimmy Smith as a guest. He's got a new series called Bluff City Law. You know, your career in law alone is <laughs> so great that you should lecture on it. Oh no. And what? No. And Come I get, on. and we get invited to like could you would you mind being a keynote speaker at the Blankety Blank uh, Bar Association? Uh, no. What do I have to offer? <laughs> well, maybe you could just say, I object, Your Honor. Yes, exactly. In, that question is in, irrelevant, in incompetent, that and immaterial. Yes, yeah, yes, no, yes. I would love to do that. You mean you don't have that in you sometimes? You, you don't go home and just pretend <laughs> you're in charge? I, I don't have that uh, part of me of, being, of feeling comfortable like... Just speak from the heart kind of thing. That doesn't... That doesn't, that doesn't gonna, really work in the courtroom, though, does it? Well, but I... A little I, bit. I depend, on, I depend on great writers to hopefully, you know, make up for all of those <laughs> insufficiencies that Jimmy has. Because I'm not Jimmy. I'm the, char- I'm the character. I'm the character, yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm looking at your face, and I'm seeing a series <laughs> one after another, you know? I see L.A. Law... I see NYPD Blue, I see the West Wing, <laughs> I see Dexter, I see all of these things that you've done. Do people recognize you for one thing in particular? Uh, no, of those you mentioned, Sons of Anarchy is... You Sons know, of di- Anarchy too. Different, no, different uh, generations, uh, different uh, socioeconomic groups, although, you know, there's people in suit and ties that are big SOA fans as well. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's, it's great to hear... From a, a now attorney, say, you know, I was going to law school when L.A. Law was, you know, had come out. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm one of the reasons why I'm a lawyer now. is be, that, that makes you, that does something to It you. should, especially since you basically know diddle squat about, about the law. law. Right. That's right. <laughs> You're inspiring people to actually know it is really great. I love that. Well, let's. Let's do some due diligence here and talk about Bluff City Law and the kind of lawyer you play now, Memphis lawyer, as opposed to who you did when you were playing. That's right. he's, he's, he doesn't have that kind of like uh, that bounce that that idealistic uh, young attorney on L.A. Law had. Uh, you know, the no, idealism, he has gravitas. I, this guy is, he's a rock. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's a rock that has fissures, though. He's esteemed in the community and uh, has done all these social justice causes and runs this, you know, small boutique firm, pillar of the Memphis society. But there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, as many people who are successful in their particular fields, you might look up to them a certain way. My daughter in the series, mm-hmm. Sydney Strait, played by the wonderful Caitlin McGee. That's the dynamic that we have. There's a father and daughter relationship that's a little estranged. A little estranged. <laughs> wow. They they're trying to find their way towards each <laughs> towards other. Towards something, yeah. Towards each other again. So you're shooting this in Memphis? We're doing it actually in Memphis. Who ever heard of that? Didn't you ever hear of green screen? Everything is done that way now. Well, we used to do NYPD, uh, NYPD Blue and come here, uh, actually do it on the Fox lot and then come... <laughs> Three yeah. times, three times a year, if we were lucky, if mm-hmm. we had the s- scripts, to uh, to do like exterior shots, and you know that that for a type of show like that, that's more inside because it's about the uh, 
the workings of a, of a precinct more. So that, that worked. But this, it made so much sense to us um, having, wanting to deal with a show that dealt with law in its purest forms, you know, the aspirational qualities of law and, um, and speaking for the, the voiceless, mm-hmm. being a voice for the voiceless, uh, dealing with social justice causes, and not wanting to be in these big metropolitan areas to show a different side of America and maybe a place that hasn't been shown. you got to be there because it becomes not just a backdrop of, of, to have the Memphis Oh, no, bridge. it permeates everything. You, you want it yeah. to permeate everything. Yeah. And I want to keep, you know, keep that vibrant with the writing room, the writer's room, who, who is in Los Angeles, to keep, keep on you know, writing stories and come, come and visit the sets and, and see what we're doing so that the storylines are reflective of... Of that community. Your character, Elijah uh, Strait, is a guy whose firm is the opposite of where his daughter had come from. Big corporate, big city, I'm, I'm just going to destroy you. <laughs> this is the way it is. Right. And whatever personal flaws he may have, right. and he's trying to do something good. He really is. And the family, in terms of the way they approach the law, and you mentioned the whole thing about being from a corporate firm, win-win-win, mm-hmm. is, is a lot different. So they're finding their way towards each other through a tragedy that happens in the pilot episode. Yes, well, we know that from that. Yeah. The, your wife is dead, yes. and therefore you're getting the casseroles. Right, yes. exactly. You know, yep, that's, yep, yep, yep. that's yep, yep, how the yep, whole yep. thing works. Yep, yep. So I want to ask you from the beginning what's the first thing you did was it miami vice was that the first one we're talking about television television um i had done a couple of night spots before that but the first time i was yeah like like in a pilot yeah it was miami vice and you were gone first 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 five minutes of the of the pilot but i knew that going in Oh, well, I hope so, yeah. you know, but it wasn't say, like, come on, can I come back? This guy is not cutting it. Let's get this Tubbs dude <laughs> yeah. in here. Let's now, kill him immediately. It was, it was There'll a, be an explosion yeah. for all that. So you, you never got to have all that uh, Don Johnson kind of wardrobe for uh, no, no, but it was, gone. It, it was fascinating to be there that time because I was there for the pilot episode mm-hmm. and uh, to see Michael Mann and Thomas Carter, who directed yeah. that, that pilot, and Don's coming up with what he wants to do. He's taking, the, taking his jacket and crumpling it up and telling the wardrobe person, no, I want it, he can't be, and it, it becomes an iconic kind of, you know, look, wrinkles. right? Wrinkles, wrinkles and, and linen and yeah. stuff. It's easy enough to wrinkle linen. You can, you can, <laughs> Man, that's true. You don't need too much of balling <laughs> Yeah, up. you can make all of that happen. I think they were pressing everything <laughs> for him is what, <laughs> what, what, what happened. I'm looking at you, I'm thinking, Brooklyn boy. Yes, sir. How does it happen that you decide, you know what I'm going to do, mom and dad? Oh no, they didn't understand that. Really? Well, there's no, there's no, there's no touchstone with the entertainment industry in my family at all, other than, None. other than watching, you know, Ed Sullivan and <laughs> Ted Max of General Amateur Hour all together, and you know, that was gun it. smoke. It was something that I found. I think it had to do a lot with the fact that I moved. We moved around a lot. I mean, I'm from Brooklyn, but mm-hmm. I lived in the Bronx. I lived in Puerto Rico for a time. Kind of. Uh, this kid trying to fit into different economic situations, to different yeah. neighborhoods, uh, all, all of that's part of it. Uh, and and I wasn't really great in school, but when I found that I could, I found this thing, this theater thing that I was interested in, I could spend hours in a library 
researching, you know, the historical significance of kings in, in, in London because they're related to a Shakespearean play. It's great or, that you were in the library doing that. Now you would do it on your phone. Now, yeah, Google. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Who was King Henry VIII? <laughs> yeah, I said, Siri, please exactly. tell Siri. me. How should I play this part? I need to do it. Was there anything you as a Latino that you had, you felt this couldn't happen? Did you sense a, an air of impossibility about it? Or was it always something you thought was in the cards? I think maybe that might be one of the reasons why I was drawn to the classics, because it didn't feel like I had to uh, do an identification kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I could be, you know, uh, Iago or, or Othello or, or, you know, Henry V, or why not? There um, is no reason why not. I, yeah. I, no, <laughs> as far as I, cons- I, I, mm-hmm. I was concerned, it was, you know, boundless. Um, Going to see people like Raul Julia and James Earl Jones, you know, tackle the classics to me and me having something in common with, with both of them, it, it, it gives you permission to aspire in, mm-hmm. in a way. That, Somebody's that doing it. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So those, those were the first kind of seeds that happened for me and wonderful teachers along the way that kept on pushing me. And now I'm looking at you again because I see, I'm seeing your whole thing <laughs> and I remember how much I loved it when you got to be the president in, in West Wing. And I only got to do this, and that was it. I we know, but out. fine. But we went okay. through the campaign. We went through the campaign. I like the speeches. So that's what it was I about. wish you were there now. <laughs> oh, Whoa. It would be, it would be nice. Um, Lawrence O'Donnell mm-hmm. was a writer while I was, while I was on the, on the yeah, show. Aaron during, Sorkin during had gone. Was, yeah, Aaron had left by that time. And he wrote this episode that I did with Alan Alda, which was a live debate, because we were chronicling what a campaign would be like. Mm-hmm. And we did this live debate episode on the East Coast and West Coast twice that day. We rehearsed it like if it was a play. It, was, it remains one of the high points of stuff that I've done on television to this day. There's a lot of high points. Do you have yeah. one favorite? Do you, is it one thing that no. you... No, not a favorite. I don't like the word. Uh, what was the show that you worked on on television that you learned the most from? What was it? Uh, well, okay, so we're... Well, I mean, different things for different reasons. That, that live episode was great on, on West Wing, you know, pushing the envelopes on NYPD Blue in terms of what content, what we were doing. You know, the oh, yeah, who's going to be naked that the, week? <laughs> the yeah. exuberance that I had at working mm-hmm. on LLO. But, I mean, I worked on a thing called Kane uh, that didn't... The writer's strike kind of, you know... and. That was a big disappointment for me, but I learned so much uh, for working it because it was a little bit, you know, people weren't ready for it. They weren't well. I guess I don't know. Well, I like it when you play some because you're not afraid to show the flaw in a character, even one who is taking us. At least there's some sense of moving upward to do something for somebody. But when you were on uh, How to Get Away with Murder with Viola Davis. That's a really flawed character. He, he's time. just shrinking. He's messing up everything at the same time. Yes. But real, you know? Well, I, I, I did that because I wanted to work with Vi so bad. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's about trying to find characters that are complicated, trying to find the flaws, and, and the, but keeping the point of view of the character clear or trying to clarify it as much as possible. Not necessarily justify it, but just clear for their life path. 
that, that the character is going on. Don't. So that the audience understand, he's really <clears throat> effed up, but... He is. I don't know why he did that. Those are always the most interesting. You can't be this, you can't always have the white hat and be doing that. All right, we have some questions now, I know. Questions, I don't know what too? they are from oh, come on, Tasha please. M. Mr. Smith, you are the real deal. Aww. Did you accept this part because you missed the days when you played a lawyer on L.A. Law? No, Mr. Smith is now taking. He's, he's in law school. Um, <laughs> well, we, we'll, maybe I'm going to go back to the whole thing about theater. They have opening arguments mm-hmm. to the jury. They have closing statements where they get to... They and did. it does remind me of a bit of soliloquies or their strategies in terms of the way a lawyer performs, where they can direct the energy of a jury to their client or to that person that they're against, or they, they perform in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. So maybe that's why, you know. You got better. Huh? I hope <laughs> well, so. Come on, you did. All right. Let's see one more question here from... Thanks, Ray T. I'm so pumped. Well, so am I. I'm so pumped about the In the Heights movie. Are you and Lin Manuel old buddies? No. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because anybody who's Puerto Rican is friends with every other Puerto Rican. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> how a it happens. A true New Yorker. That's it. Oh my That's God. It. Sure it is. Yeah. Is that how it happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw that play was in, when it was in a workshop, and then I saw it again when it was off Broadway. 37 Arts, and, and different incarnations of it on Broadway. I knew that kid had something special. Mm-hmm. Him and Kiara, who this, who wrote, who wrote In the Heights. Little did we know that he was going to blow up and become, you know, you're going to look back at Lin-Manuel's stuff because he changed. The, Hamilton changed the way we look at theater. Hamilton did, and there's that and line. Like, Immigrants, we get things ab- done. Absolutely, yeah. like when people saw West Side Story and they were, I mean, they're never going to be able to go see Oklahoma in the same kind of way. It's a, it's a, it's a shift, a seismic shift in mm-hmm. terms of the way theater is approaches. He did that with, with Hamilton in, in the Heights. We <coughs> did, the, did the movie this summer, and John Chu directed it, mm-hmm. who did... Such a wonderful job on Crazy Rich Asians. I am so impressed with him as a director, so prepared. Pete, like, he goes home at night and edits and then brings you the scene the way he had that movie in his mind. Good for him. Uh, Yeah, it was... Because he's taking over, you know, for his Lynn's vision, yes. Yeah, he's got to do that. And this is the first time you've been on this show. I don't know why you just stay in L.A. and Memphis all the time. But the fact is that this show always ends in a little bit of song. Yes, it does. And you're going to sing? I get to blow a couple of notes. Well, that's okay. That, I'm not asking movie. for... But I'm not a, I'm not <clears throat> a singer, singer. I don't believe you. Because I believe if you were playing the role, you would do it. No, 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 no. But we know it's just the tiniest little bit. There must be a song in your head and in your heart all the time. Look at him, desperately looking for his publicist. He's saying... Who got me onto this? This is just, it's just oh crazy. God. Look at that. Sweat. You know, so many people do that. You see me sweating, right? Yeah, they do it. I see it. They go, people, actors who are just known to be fearless. Just the idea that they would just hit two notes is terrifying thing. to them. Is it really? Come on. Okay. When I was growing up, there was a group called The Persuasions. Yes. And they did an album called Street Corner Symphony. Mm-hmm. I got to turn this way because I can't look at anybody. You can't look at anybody. This is a first. 
<laughs> oh no, don't do that. <laughs> As we stroll along together, holding hands, walking all alone. So in love are we two that we don't know what to do. So in love are you and I. So in love are you and I. Wow. Pete, that was who knew? Pete, who knew that that even. was there? I was, I was off key like thirteen times. times. Doesn't matter. It was nothing but. God bless you, Pete. It was amazing. I'm such a fan and of yours. It was just so and you know, good. You know why? And it came from the heart. You know why he's so good? Because it's like a. It's just like a conversation. It's not like no cards. No. <laughs> no cheat sheets. God yeah, bless you. yeah. Pleasure to meet you. Sir. You are terrific. God bless you.